0: amazing grace the power powerful the God come on, can we lift our hands to him one more time can we lift our voices to him one more time and give him praise today he's worthy come on let's lift him up for a moment he's here, his presence is here, his power is here hallelujah there's a sweet presence of the Lord here right now if you just tap into what God wants to do in this place hallelujah what a sweet name, what a powerful name what an awesome name God your name is holy your name is mighty lord your name is righteous there is no name like the name of jesus and we give you praise today in jesus name in jesus name we'll go to the word of the lord now and you can turn to james chapter four amen as you're turning there i just believe god's going to do great and mighty things today in somebody's life i never just want to get behind this pulpit and just preach to preach or say words but I believe that God is going to do something great in somebody's life today maybe amen. some of you today have heard what's going to be preached and that's okay I want you to stay plugged in today because somebody is going to receive freedom in their lives today because of what God does in them and through them amen it's going to change somebody's life today James chapter 4 verse 7 starting there it says submit yourselves therefore to God resist the devil and he will flee from you Draw nigh to God, and He will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Verse 10, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and He shall lift you up. God, we thank you for your word. I'm so thankful, God, for your presence that I feel right now in this place. Your spirit is here to do a work. And God, I pray right now that your word would go forth with anointing, O oh God. And you would anoint your messenger now and hide me under the shadow of your cross. God, we will be quick to give you all the glory and the honor and the praise for all that you do in us and through us today. In Jesus' name, and somebody said amen. 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 You may be seated. For a little while this morning, I want to preach on this topic. Freedom through submission. Amen. Freedom through submission. Trying to get technology to work. and Here we go. You see, as Jesus walked this earth, and as He went about His earthly ministry, people were either hungry for more and wholeheartedly wanted to follow Him, or they desired to follow Him or they were invited to follow Him, but only on their terms. Amen. Amen. We see examples of this in Luke chapter 9, verse 57. It says, And it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes, and birds have the air, of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. He's got no place to lay his head and he said unto another follow me but he said lord suffer suffer me first to go and bury my father he had a good excuse he said let me go first and let me bury my father and jesus said unto him let the dead bury the dead but go thou and preach the kingdom of god and another also said lord i will follow thee But let me first go bid them farewell, which are at home at my house. Lord, I want to follow you, but I got to go take care of some things first and tell some people goodbye. And Jesus said unto him, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. This me first mentality was fundamentally opposed to Jesus' concept of following Him. Amen. Jesus Himself said in Luke 9 and 23, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Amen. It's a daily thing. you got to deny yourself daily. In Luke chapter 14 and verse 26, Jesus is also recorded as saying, If any man come to me, And hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brother and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. So here we are living in a culture that praises putting self first and looking out for number one. Amen. And in this kind of culture, it can be easy for any one of us to adopt this me first mentality. I'm going to be the first. I'm going, to, I'm going to succeed. I'm going to be the one to get above the other person. But those that are hungry and thirsty for more of God, we must remember that the word of God says, amen, that his kingdom comes first. God's kingdom works so much differently than the kingdoms of this world. In Matthew 6 and 33, he says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Amen. We advance in the kingdom of God by putting King Jesus and his kingdom, number one, by putting him first. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8 and 9 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways. Your ways. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts and your thoughts. I heard Sister Peasley praying this this morning in the prayer room as she was praying. She was quoting the scripture and praying, amen. We live in a world where heavenly things confuse our earthly minds. We think it's gonna happen such and such a way and this is the pattern and this is the way that it takes place because the world has tried to make us think that. But in the kingdom of God, it's so much different. Amen. In God's kingdom, through the eyes of faith, we see unseen things. 2 Corinthians 4 and 18 says, While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. You see, it's different in the kingdom of God. In God's kingdom, things are flipped around. In God's kingdom, we conquer the word of God tells us by yielding over to God. Romans chapter 6 and verse 16 says, Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves, servants to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked that you were the servants of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you, being then made free from sin. You became the servants of of righteousness it's different in god's kingdom things get flipped around amen it's not a me mentality an i mentality in god's kingdom we find rest under a yoke matthew chapter 11 he says come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden anybody come in here with a little bit of burden on you this morning he said i will give you rest take my yoke upon you and Learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart and you shall find rest in your souls For My yoke is easy and my burden is light It doesn't make sense to have a yoke on and for the burden to be easy But it is with jesus things are flipped around in the kingdom of god In god's kingdom We are made great by becoming little luke chapter 9 verse 48 He said unto them, Whosoever shall receive this child in my name, receiveth me. And whosoever shall receive me, receiveth him that sent me. For he that is least among you all, the same shall be great. We see things are different. You see where I'm going. In God's kingdom we are exalted by being humble. Matthew 23, And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased. And he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. In the kingdom of god things are totally different than the kingdoms of this world that me that i mentality has to go for everyone any one of us uh, to be successful in the kingdom of god amen the kingdom of, of god is all about uh, submitting my will to god's will the kingdom of god is all about uh, submitting my wants uh, to his desires uh, my, my hallelujah submitting what i thought i was going to happen in my life and saying, you know what god I submit that to you. It's all about that. His plan, His will, His way. I know it truly does seem like an oxymoron this morning. But in the kingdom of God, we find freedom through submission. I want to turn your attention to the book of Hosea for a minute. Probably not a book that you read very often. Maybe it is. But Hosea chapter 2 and verse 15. He says, and I will give her vineyards from thence. And the valley of Achor for a door of hope. And she shall sing there. It's a tongue twister right there. And she shall sing there as in the days of her youth. And as in the day when she came up out of the land of Egypt. You see, the valley of Achor mentioned in this verse is a picture of defeat. It's a picture of failure for the children of Israel. That word achor, in Hebrew, the words mean muddy, gloomy, rejected. It was not a place that they looked back to and said, oh, wow, that was a great place to be. The Israelites had trodden down the long pass of this valley. And they were fugitives, literally, on the run. They were on their way to Joshua to tell him the story of defeat that you can read about in Joshua chapter 7. Achan had sinned, and they had lost horribly at the battle of Ai. Amen. Anybody ever had a place where you said, oh my goodness, that was a defeat. Every one of us in our lifetime will likely face a valley of Achor. That's just the way it will be. At some point in your life, you will go up against a foe, which from a distance appears quite insignificant. Oh, I can beat that but as you engage the enemy in battle it proves to be much more of a match than you ever thought and you're unable on your own to conquer that enemy amen is it possible for good to come out of such evil can something sweet come out of a situation that brings such bitter despair And that tragic story told in the seventh chapter of Joshua tells how that defeat brought forth something good. The disaster that took place at Ai led to the searching out of the sin of Achan, which led to the restoration of the favor of God for an entire nation. Though it started with humiliation, it brought forth self-examination and prayer and faith and finally victory to an entire nation though the outcome was great for the nation of Israel. Humiliation and such great defeat, it could have been avoided if Achan would have submitted his will, if he would have submitted his ambitions and his desires to God. If Achan would have listened to the godly leadership in his life, this story would be a whole lot different. Achan, don't you understand Nothing is ever out of the sight of God. Sometimes we think things are out of the sight of God and God does not see. But nothing is ever out of the sight of God. Achan, there's no hole that you can dig that's going to keep God from seeing that hidden secret that you think that you have. And though we wish in this life that we did not have to experience defeats, if we look back, we'll see they have not been without their lessons of priceless value in our lives each valley each valley of acor has its door of hope and through our sins we have learned as never before to appreciate God's forgiveness it's through our failures we have been taught our own weaknesses and led to magnify the grace which is made perfect in weakness matter of fact the apostle Paul said in the first part of 2 Corinthians 12 and 9 He said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. It's out of our failures and our weaknesses that comes the song. The word of God declares, she shall sing as in the days of her youth. Amen. You may think that due to your past, and the mistakes that have happened there, amen, that that spring of gladness, amen, in your life is gone forever. But I've come to tell somebody this morning that it's not over. It's not done yet. The enemy of your soul would like you to think and he would like you to believe that it will always be like this. That your life is never going to change, amen, and that you must just keep going on in this state of mourning, day after day after day. Hallelujah, and grief, but I'm telling the Holy Ghost that it's not going to be that way. Just as the word of God says concerning the Israelites. I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. I'm telling you, under the anointing of the Holy Ghost, freedom is coming to you today as you submit your life to God, as you submit all over again to him. <laughs> Better days are just ahead and you shall sing. It shall happen. It's going to come to pass. You shall sing again as in the days of your youth. Hallelujah. your submission to god there is great joy that wants to come and it is coming today into your life right now i believe in the holy ghost uh, that god is giving somebody a new revelation of his love today in your life Uh, god wants to lift you into a life of spiritual freedom and spiritual satisfaction it's going to happen the moment that you submit your will to god's will That's the very moment that you're going to find the freedom this morning that you've been looking for, that peace you've been looking for, because there truly is freedom through submission to God. Limitations chapter 3, 21 through 23. I love this passage of Scripture, and I've read it many, many times. This I recall to my mind. Therefore, have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Amen. Anybody just want to give God praise right now for His faithfulness? Come on, somebody. Give God praise for His faithfulness. Amen. Hallelujah. In our text, we read James 4 and 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Amen. Submission to God implies an entire giving up of our understanding, our will, our affections to him. Submission to God comes before resisting the devil. This morning, maybe somebody in this place is wondering, Why have I not seen the victory that I so desire in my life up to this point? And thoughts even like, why haven't things lined up in my life yet? Begin to race through your mind in the middle of the night. I believe in the Holy Ghost that there's somebody listening today, whether you're in this house or watching online, You've been chasing after your miracle and looking maybe from fire to fall down from heaven. This great thing to happen in your life and God just to do it like that. And all God is waiting for you to do uh, is for you to submit your will uh, to his will. And when you submit your will to his will, that is when uh, you are going to see the miracle that you so desire. You better hear me right now, that you so desire in your life. Uh, You keep coming to God and say, God, fix it. God, fix it. God, fix it. And God's telling you, you need to submit to me. Those areas that you've been refusing to submit, you need to submit them to me. And when you do that, victory is there. Hallelujah. The spiritual freedom that you so des- desperately need is connected to your submission to God. If you've already been born again of the water and of the Spirit, and you feel stuck in your relationship with God, I believe in the Holy Ghost that your freedom will come at these altars today when you repent of all the ways that you have been trying to succeed on your own and resubmit your life to God and to His will all over again. You know better than anybody else exactly what God is asking of you. You know better than anybody else that place that you say, oh, it's that secret place. And God is waiting for you to submit it to Him. For others this morning, your freedom will come. When you're born again for the very first time of the water and of the spirit. Amen. I know I hit on this. It's been hit on a lot lately. but This is where I felt the going the Holy Ghost. So here we go. In John chapter 3, we read where Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, came to Jesus by night. And in verse 3, he told him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee. You've heard it over and over again. I know this to be true. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus didn't understand what Jesus was trying to say. So we see in verse 4 where he says, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, with all the earnestness I possess, Except a man be born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. He explained it. And through careful study of the scripture, revelation comes. And we see being born of the water is being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. It's more than just a public display. Because the word of God says in Mark chapter 16 and verse 16. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. The word of God connects it to salvation. Amen. In the apostle Paul's writings to the church at Rome. He said in Romans chapter 6 verse 3. Know ye not that so many of us as We're baptized into Jesus Christ. We're baptized into His death. Therefore, we are buried with Him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. So we see that baptism is a burial of the old man. It's a burial of the old nature. Amen. We know we get that word "baptized." It comes from the original Greek word baptizo. And it means to dip, to plunge or immerse. Therefore we are buried with Him by baptism into death." Amen. Galatians 3: 27 says, "For as many of you have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. Amen. If you've been baptized into Christ, that's the garment. You put on Christ. Amen. So when you put on Christ, where do you do it? In the waters of baptism. You put on Christ. You put on the name of Jesus when that wonderful, powerful name that's above every other name is called over your life. Amen. And Peter tells us how to obey the gospel In verse 38 of Acts chapter 2 we know what the gospel is many of us the gospel is simply the death the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ so Peter said repent that's the death we obey the gospel by dying out to ourselves and we repent of our sinful nature he said and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ uh, for the remission of sins that's the burial. Amen. That's how we obey the gospel. We're buried with Him in baptism. And He said, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's the resurrection power. Amen. So being baptized in Jesus' name is more than just getting wet. Amen when we submit ourselves to the powerful name of Jesus, freedom takes place in those waters. Amen. Now I know I shared this story, I think it was two Sundays ago on a Sunday night, but I felt strongly to share it again, so I'm going to share it again. I'm going to do what the Lord directed me to do. It's a story that's told by Nichols Robbins. And he's a Christian prison ministry chaplain. And... Uh, he says, during one of the Mississippi Parchman State Prison Crusades, there were, as usual, many miracles. He said, but one stood out. First, a little background. He said, when prisoners on lockdown make the decision to be baptized, they are bound with shackles and chains around their waist, their arms, legs, and ankles. They are then escorted outside one at a time by one or two guards to where volunteers are waiting with the baptismal tank at the ready. He said one Saturday morning while ministering to those on lockdown, the volunteers were a little shaken aback as around six guards were escorting this inmate outside to be baptized. He must have been a bad dude. The volunteers helped this person into the baptistry and then baptized him in the name of Jesus. And when they brought him up out of the water, something supernatural took place. All of the inmates' chains and shackles fell off and sank to the bottom of the baptismal tank. And immediately he began to speak with other tongues as God filled him with the Holy Ghost. Seeing the chains fall, the guards reached for their guns and waited to see what would happen next. When they recognized that the inmate was being touched by God, The guards started praying, and two received the Holy Ghost, and four were baptized. Four guards were baptized in Jesus' name. But afterward, the inmate told them, he said, he had prayed, he said, God, if you're really real, when I get baptized, let these chains fall off of me, and I will serve you. Amen. The chains fell off. He literally found freedom when he submitted his life, uh, hallelujah, in the waters of baptism in Jesus' name. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's no power like that in any other name. There's no other name like the name of Jesus. The Bible tells us His name is exalted above every other name. And at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue should confess. At the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. There's no name like the name of Jesus. I get excited about it every time because I realize the saving power that's in the name of Jesus. Whether it's to 1, 2, 10, or 10,000, it doesn't matter. That name is powerful. Hallelujah. That's why the Word of God says, talking about Jesus in Acts 4 and 12, Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name, that name of Jesus, under heaven, given among men. Whereby we must be saved. It's the name of Jesus that brings salvation. It's not Muhammad. It's not Buddha. It's not Hare Krishna. It's none of those people. It's Jesus. It's in the name of Jesus. Salvation comes through the name of Jesus. And that name only. Maybe you didn't come today planning on getting baptized in Jesus' name. But maybe throughout this service, God's has speaking to your heart. Well, I got good news for you. This church is always prepared. There's warm water up here. There's robes up here. There's towels up here. We have everything that you need to make that decision to be baptized in that wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. What it would be like for you today. have freedom in the waters of baptism and start out a new year like you've never had before and let the name of jesus be called over you and let the power of the name of jesus reside over your life hallelujah i believe it's going to happen okay we've talked about being born again of the water but what does scripture say about being born of the spirit i'm glad you asked this morning In John chapter 3, verse 8, Jesus was explaining to Nicodemus about being born of the Spirit. And he said, the wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst tell whence it cometh or whither it goeth. So is everybody, everyone that is born of the Spirit. There's a certain sound you can hear it, but you can't tell where it's coming from, uh, where it's going to. But everybody that's born of the Spirit uh, has a sound. There will be a sound coming from every person born of the Spirit. Amen. The Greek word for sound in Scripture is phoné, which means saying or language. Every person who is born of the Spirit will speak. In a new language, just like happened, that happened in Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 10, uh, Acts chapter 19, uh, Acts chapter 8, you name it, uh, amen. It's going to happen to somebody in this place this morning. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. By faith, it's going to happen to somebody. Amen. Tongues are the only consistent Bible evidence that God's Spirit has filled the heart of a believer. You may wonder and ask. Why tongues? Why would God choose something like that? Well, the only thing we know about the tongue is it has the ability to hurt people. The Bible calls the tongue an unruly evil. Right? It's also evident that the tongue is using the last part of our body to surrender to God. <laughs> Come on. James chapter 3, verse 5. Even so the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is this tongue among our members that it defiled the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature and is set on fire of hell. For every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and hath been tamed of mankind. But the tongue... Can no man tame? It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. You see, mankind has succeeded in taming everything except for the tongue. No man can tame the tongue. How many times have you said something that you wish you hadn't said? How many times have you caught on the chase really quickly and then you go, oh man, I wish I hadn't done that. Most of us stick our foot in our mouths and say things that hurt others. And for some reason, we can't completely control our tongue. Yet when we submit our tongue to God, He fills us with the power of the Holy Ghost and He causes our tongue to speak in another language, thereby showing us that He is in control and His Spirit has entered into our hearts. So according to Scripture... Being born of the Spirit is evidenced by speaking with other tongues. A tongue that you did not learn in school or anywhere else. Amen. The Holy Ghost is simply, when you receive the Holy Ghost, is simply being born of the Spirit. Amen. And that's one of the keys that's going to help us gain entrance into the kingdom of heaven. Although the Holy Spirit brings many benefits... We know that the single most important benefit is we get to inherit eternal life through the power of the Holy Ghost, through that resurrection power. If we will obey the words of Peter in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, which already has been referenced, you will experience the freedom that you've been looking for when you submit your life to the Lord. I'm going to read it again. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The first step is simply repentance. John the Baptist preached repentance. Jesus proclaimed repentance and the apostles emphasized repentance both to the Jews and to the Gentiles. It was very important. The word repentance comes from several Greek words which mean a change of views, change of purpose, a change of heart, change of life to transform. You can see the pattern there. And Jesus said in Luke chapter 13 and verse 3, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. Now you know as an adult to a child when you have children, that when you say something twice, it means something. And they know that it means something, right? At least it should. Well, we'll leave that alone. So Jesus, in verse 5, repeated himself. Amen. Just two verses later, he said, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. In order to receive the freedom that God has for us, we must repent. Acts chapter 3 and verse 19, repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. I've come to tell somebody in the Holy Ghost, the times of refreshing have come today to do something in your soul if you allow them to after you repent. Something powerful is going to happen in your life. God commands us to repent. We must be willing to turn away from the things that displease God. So, today, for someone, when you submit your life to God and trust in Him in one or all of the areas that we've talked about, there's going to be great freedom that comes this morning. I believe it in the Holy Ghost. There's going to be great freedom that comes to your life spiritually this morning. It's going to happen. Today I believe in the Holy Ghost that God is ready to do a new thing in somebody's heart. As we enter a new year, God is ready to do a new thing in you. The question is this morning, are you ready? Are you willing to let God do what He wants to do? Are you willing to submit to Him so that freedom can come in your life as God so desires it? I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. I think it would be good if we all would just bow our heads we read in Scripture already where the Word of God commands us to repent. I think it would be good if we did that right now, but to do that, you've got to say it with your own mouth. You've got to speak it out to the Lord and just confess and say to Him, Lord God, I repent of everything that's not like you in my life. If you mean it, say it to Him right now. God, I repent of everything I've said that does not line up with you or your Word. God, I repent of everything I've done that does not line up with you. God, I repent, God, of every thought that's come through my mind that's been evil. Lord, in Jesus' name, I repent. And Lord, I ask you right now to come in like a flood. Let your presence sweep over me, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Come on, just take a moment. You've got to say it with your own mouth. Some people are talking to God right now. I can see it all over this place. Amen. just take a moment between you and God just for a second and repent because there's something supernatural that's going to happen in your life today if you allow God to be who He wants to be in you. Amen, amen. If you've just repented, it's that simple. It's, it's, It's easy. But now God wants to do more in your life. He wants to do more in your life. He wants to fill you with the power of the Holy Ghost. He wants to be born of the water and of the Spirit as you submit your life to Him this morning. And if you've been filled before with the power of the Holy Ghost, it's okay. God wants to refill you with the power of His Spirit today. He wants to charge you up so that you go into this new year full of power, the power of His Spirit, amen, and the power of His might. So if you desire for God to fill you, if you believe that God will fill you, It's that simple If you'll just begin to praise God don't beg him just begin to praise him as you begin to lift up your voice and praise Jesus all of a sudden there's gonna be words that begin to fill your mouth words that you never learned in school or were never taught by anyone that begin to fill your mouth and as those words fill your mouth you must speak and let them come out and as those words come out amen it will be a sign to you that God is filling you with the power of his spirit do you believe that this morning I feel his presence is strong here. God is speaking to somebody's heart right now. So, all over this building, you can come if you want to. If you want to come, you can come. But all over this building, would you just lift your hands right now to the Lord? Lift your hands. Lift your head to the Lord right now. Lift up your head. Close your eyes to knock out all the distractions right now. And just begin to talk to Him. Just begin to tell Him, I love you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. I praise you, Jesus. And as you praise Him, all of a sudden that tongue in your mouth is going to feel thick. And you're not going to understand the words that come out. It's going to be a hallelujah. And then it's going to be something in tongues. Because the Lord is going to fill you now in the name of Jesus. That's it as you praise Him. He katayobo akataya in the name of Jesus by the authority of the word and by the power of the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Ghost that's in this place right now in Jesus name I say in Jesus name be filled with the Holy Ghost I say be filled to overflowing with the power of the Holy Ghost be renewed now in Jesus name come on if you're hungry if you're hungry right now with those hands uplifted would you make your way to the altar if you're hungry right now come on in the name of Jesus with uplift hands. If you desire for God to fill you, come with uplifted hands. Come with uplifted hands and let God begin to fill you. If you can't come, it's okay, but lift, keep keep praising and magnifying and lifting up the name of Jesus. God is going to fill you with His Spirit. God is going to renew you in His Spirit. God is going to give you everything that you so desired. Come on, come, 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 come in the name of Jesus. The Holy Ghost is here right now. If you're hungry and you're thirsty, God desires even more. Than you are hungry and thirsty to fill you with the power of the Spirit. He desires it even more than you do right now. Come on, in the name of Jesus, just submit it all to Him. Give it all to Him. Let freedom come into your life today. Let the power of the Holy Ghost come in fresh and new in the name of jesus hallelujah hallelujah come on prayer warriors right now come on men and women of god right now why don't you pour into this altar and just begin to let the holy ghost flow through you in the name of jesus god wants to pour his spirit out in a great way right now there are people that need renewing and refreshing and god is doing it right now in jesus name lift your head and be filled with the power of the holy ghost in the name of jesus in the name of jesus that's it continue to praise him continue to praise him hallelujah in the name of jesus